Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Branson Bello. Um, uh, it's a scripture that Pastor ideally raised while we're uh, doing the confessions, and I want to go over that scripture again, and probably we'll just go in that line until until we end today. Amen. Amen. You know, we talked about we've been talking about the mind of Christ, right? We started with identity, we we went on to transformation, and then we went on to expressions. Amen. Uh, and and we, we said that there is no transformation without identity, all right? There is nothing that you want to be that you already are not, that, because this is who you are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. If Jesus is blessed, you are blessed. Yes. Do you know if you know this, you will never feel down yes, sir. any day in your life. If, if you know that if, because Jesus is blessed, because Jesus is victorious, and who you are in Christ is um is 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 a consciousness in your mind because you know our consciousness determines our reality what you're conscious of determines what you you experience if you are conscious of it you would always never be down you would let what is inside have that outflow praise the lord so let's look at romans chapter 5 verse 5 romans chapter 5 verse 5 glory to jesus Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. It says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Let's read this verse together, everybody. Now hope. Yeah. Say with me, the love of God has been poured out. Amen. I, I pray over your minds that your minds are ready to receive the word tonight. In the name of Jesus. There are no interferences, no distractions. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know how sometimes you can be in church and all you're thinking about is what you're wearing t- tomorrow. For work, you know, you're, you're thinking about... Um, um, your mind is here in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you know what I have to say in the name of Jesus? <laughs> I'm not going to hide behind human factors. Yeah, it's not as ordinary as you think. The spirit of distraction can work in many ways that you can give logical reasons for why you're distracted. But there could be demonic presence to distract. Amen. 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 Alright, it says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Uh, you see, looking at the scripture... It's easy for one to think that, you know, the, the, the love of God is, is a separate entity from the one who is pouring that love. Uh, Spirit of God, help me. Uh, it says, love of God has been poured. Somebody say poured. I checked the, the Greek meaning of the word poured. It, it means to gush out. It means to, to gush it, it means to to gush out. Let me let me let me look for it. Let me um, Romans chapter five, verse five. Hallelujah. That's right. Um, 
The King James Version says, the love of God has been shed abroad. So when I looked at that word abroad, it means, it means to gush, to gush out, to, to spill. It means to, 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 um, to run greedily. <laughs> I like that part. I, I like that one. It means that the love of God is running greedily. Wow. The love of God is not running in trickles mm-hmm. in your heart. <laughs> Praise God. It's not small, small love of God you have <laughs> in your heart. The love of God gushed into your heart. That it's so, God was so generous about his love that he ran greedily into your heart. That there was so much of it. And if you look at the word poured out, if you look at the word um, shed abroad, the word poured, there is, there's only one person in the scripture that describes that word poured. And that's the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that in the last days, I will what? Pour my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. That's why if you read Acts, the Bible describes the way the Spirit of God came. That the Spirit of God came like a rushing mighty wind. It was, it was an outpouring. So the only thing, the only thing that describes the person of the Holy Spirit is love. The way love comes into your heart is the way the Spirit of God came. Are you getting it? It's not greedily. Do you know how much love you have inside you? <laughs> not trickles. Let me t- tap your neighbor say it's not trickles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know we're talking about taking the city, right? Yes, sir. I will tell you how this is connected to taking the city. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so it is easy to think that, um, it's easy to think that the Holy Spirit came to your heart and then He now begins to pour the love of God in your heart. That's not the exact translation. That's not what it's saying actually. What it's saying exactly is that the love of God, Moses, good to see you, brother. Moses was a blessing to us. I watched it on Sunday. Were you blessed by Moses? I love Moses. I love, we're talking about you, Pastor Jim, this, this afternoon. Yeah, and I, we're talking about you today. So let's say, uh, the Bible says that the love of God was poured into your heart. All right? By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit didn't go in there first. And then, it now started to pour the love. This is what it really means. That love was poured into his heart in the person of the Holy Spirit. That, that, that the Holy Spirit, that the love that you receive is the Holy Spirit. That's what he's saying. Who has the Holy Spirit here? You're not looking for love. There's a song that says looking for love. From the wrong places. I mean. <laughs> Let me see another version. Maybe another version interprets what I'm trying to say. Let's try NLT. Or let's try NLT. That when the Holy Spirit came, he says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Well, not exactly. Try message. Let's see. Try message. We can't, <laughs> you know, message, message is crazy. <laughs> Amen. What is he saying? He said, 
in alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. See, I can even stop here. I can even stop here. We're never left feeling shortchanged. Kai, this is a message, oh. <laughs> That's why it's the message version. We're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we we can't round up enough containers to hold everything. <laughs> God, gen- God generously. Somebody said, "I like poor. I like the word poor." You know, it's different if I say put water in the cup and pour it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Hmm. Your containers are too small. God generously pours in our lives through the Holy Spirit. Let's try another version. Let's see if it interprets from the Greek the exact translation. Oh, hallelujah. It says, such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hallelujah. Someone say, I, I have God's love. Amen. Let's see, let's see Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Galatians chapter 5. I'm just, I'm just flowing tonight. Amen. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Use the King James Version, please, if you have it. King James. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Somebody say, love. Love. Say love. love. Say this with me. The fruit of the Spirit. Say the fruit of the Spirit. Is what? Love. Is love. Now, when you look at all these things, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, all these things are the expressions of love. Do you understand? So, you, you're not expressing what... You're not, you're not looking for love to give love. Did you hear what I said? You don't need the evidence of love to give love from somebody else. You're not looking for love to give love. Because the love of God has been poured into your heart. Praise God. Talking about expressions, right? Hallelujah. Can we go very practical? Hmm? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Start from verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. It says, this, this charity here is love, right? It says, charity suffers long. That's long-suffering, right? Love endures. That's what it's saying. It says, love is kind. All right? Now, if you see the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, are, are you getting what I'm saying? So the, the fruit of the spirit is those things that love is. You got it. So so all those things you saw in Galatians five twenty two, everything is love. Do you understand it? Yeah. So so it's not love. Then love is different from joy. Then joy is different from long suffering. Then long suffering is different from faith. Even faith is love. 
Endurance is love. That's why it's fruit, not fruits. The Bible does not say the fruits of the Spirit. It says the fruit, one, one, one fruit is love. So it says love suffers long. Wow. Not suffer head though. Long suffering is not suffer head. Love suffers long. It says love is kind. That's love. Um, love envies love. Love. What, what's that word? Vontef not itself. What, what's the meaning of that? I don't know what that is. Huh? Okay, use another version. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't wear shoulder pad. <laughs> the love of God does not. Let me take my suits off <laughs> because my message should not counter my my dressing. Ain't, ain't no shoulder pad here. Glory to God. Love suffers long. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade. Hey, old parade. <laughs> love doesn't parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Next verse. It says, love does not behave rudely. You see, all these things that you don't think is love, is love. So, the expression of the mind of Christ begins with love. In fact, the expression of the mind of Christ is from the revelation of love. Then you begin to express the mind of Christ. Love thinks no evil. Next verse. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Hallelujah. I said love does not rejoice in iniquity. You see, sometimes when you fall, right? If you are happy, it shows that you are not saved. <laughs> if, you are, if you fall into sin and, and, and you are happy about it, you are likely not saved. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. No, it doesn't. It's a love rejoices in the truth. Who is the truth? I didn't say what is the truth. I said who is the truth. Christ. Love bears all things. Love, wow. This love, oh. Amen. Love believes all things. Is love a fool? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's think about it. Love believes all things. Whatever you say. As if you don't have what you want to say. You see why you can't do this yourself? That is why it is the spirit that pours it into you. It's not saying I'm working on myself. You are not working on nothing. You can't even work on yourself. You say I'm, I'm, working, on, I'm working on myself. I'm developing myself. You, de- you will develop yourself to, till, till you come underground. <laughs> this, is, this is a work of the spirit. Love believes all things. Love what endures all things. Next verse. This is love never. Oh, this is my best part. The Bible says love never fails. See, guess what? It, it means that when you come to the end of love's journey, you will never fail. But guess what? Be- between where you are and the end of love's journey, somebody will fail you. 
Somebody will fail you, but love doesn't fail. So, you, you know what you say? I walk... You're, you're walking on love's journey and in, in your love walk, right, in your love walk, people are going to fail you. People are going to disappoint you. But you, you see, you shouldn't respond based on how people treat you. Alright? Because you are on love's journey. And I, I, I bet you, I accept the scripture is a lie. I bet you when you come to the end of love, you cannot be shortchanged. So people fail, but love doesn't fail. In fact, on your on your love journey, you will fail. Right? You will fail. But if you stay in love, that's why when you make a mistake, don't run away from God. Go back to love. That's 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 the attitude. Amen. The Bible says that we should come boldly. Take us to that scripture, please. Oh, oh, Shadiyalaba. Let me see the message version of that Hebrews chapter 4. Is it verse 16? Verse 16? Is it Hebrews 4, 16? Is it verse 16? Where are my Bible scholars? Verse 16. Somebody read the message version for me. Who has the message Bible? Oh, it's on the screen? Oh, okay. Thank you. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy. Look at your neighbor and say, take it. Do it, like do it like you're praying for your neighbor. Say, take it. Then you now stretch your hands like you're receiving something. Look at your neighbor and say, take it. Hey, Rabbi, shut up. He said, take the mercy. He said, take the mercy. Can I tell you something I'm getting from here? If, if I say, take the mercy, it means the intensity is not in the asking, but the one who is giving. Are you getting it? You, you got the mercy not because you asked a lot for the mercy. There was, his disposition is to give the mercy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at the neighbor say, accept help. Accept Have you seen people who don't like to be helped? You know why they don't like to be helped? It's, it's very simple. They don't like to feel vulnerable. Yeah, I, I don't want to ever feel like I need help. You see, when you start learning to receive God's love and God's mercy, you become a receiver. Amen. 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 I said, amen. amen. Why are you guys looking at me like this? Because, because I'm not. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you are, you are talking. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's good. Hallelujah. Go back to go back to um, first. No, go back to Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. 
Hallelujah. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. This is the fruit of the Spirit. It's love. See, do you know that when you begin to experience the love of God, um, this love is full circle, right? It's full circle. It doesn't begin with you. It starts with what Christ has done, right? It starts with what Christ has done. Um, I feel like, I mean, switching scriptures just for you to see something. Okay, check Romans 5, 8. Use another version. I want to show you something. This will help somebody. Romans 5, 8. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. This is God's proof of love. God's proof of love is not the fact that you have a promotion. See, the proof of God's love for you is not that he answered your prayers. Stop tying... Huh? Yes, stop tying answer to prayers as a proof of, hey, God loves me. God loves me. See what happened. If you're not about to tell me that Jesus died, then it means your understanding of God's love is shallow. See, can you use, I wish you have the living Bible. Bro, I wish you did. That the proof of his love, I was telling them in Okada, I said, look, God announced, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the next thing the Bible says is that Jesus was sent to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil by the Spirit. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Okay, don't worry, if you don't have it, it's fine. So go back to um, Galatians 5.22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Shout it, everybody. Love. What is this love? I want to be sure you know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Before we go into the other things, this, this love of God we're talking about, yeah, the, that's the Holy Spirit, right? All right. Is it the love you have for Him or the love that He has for you? The love He has for me. Right? So that's what this love is. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Okay, we're talking about that love that was poured into your heart, which is the love of how much He loves you. Are you getting what I'm saying? What is poured into your heart is not first capacity to love somebody. That's not what was poured into your heart. What was poured into your heart first is His love for you that births the capacity to do the other things. You understand what I'm saying? So it says. The fruit of the Spirit is what love. And then the expression, the next expression of love is joy. Because I know who, because I know who I am in Christ. And because I know He loves me by sending Christ. One of the first things that will well up in my spirit is joy. That's why whenever the gospel is preached, if you notice, scripture will say things like this. There was great joy. In that city. Why is it following the, the preaching of the gospel? Because it is. I said somewhere that love. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel. Is the only thing that gives you both confidence and humility at the same time. <laughs> that if you want to stay on performance. Performance will give you one. And not the other. Performance. That, that's your performance. So your performance can give you confidence 
And that confidence can make you puffed up because it was you who did it. And your poor performance as well, still performance, can give you by force humility. (laughs) Are you still here? And you don't have confidence. But see what the gospel does. The gospel gives you both humility and confidence. How does it give you, how does it give you humility? It gives you humility by knowing that you couldn't have done this by yourself. And it gives you confidence by knowing that just because of me, he came, died for me. I'm on top of the world. So it's, it's a mixture of confidence and humility. So one of the first things you will see in somebody who is walking in the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Hallelujah. You know why, you know why sometimes you feel sad? You feel sad not because you need to get joy. You feel sad. Can I say that again? I said you feel sad not because you need to get joy. So quit. Hear me. Quit trying to look for what to make you happy because you're sad. I want to make myself happy. Because right now I'm not in a good mood. Am I preaching your life? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm preaching me too. You begin to look for things, just, just anything to distract me right now. Movies. Call your friends. Guess what we're talking about? The fruit of the spirit. We're not talking about the fruit of the flesh. Or the works of the flesh. That's, you know, you know, you know what joy by the spirit is? Joy by the spirit does not need evidence. So I'm not trying to get things to make me happy because I'm sad. If some of you wake up and you're just sad for no reason. There are things, see, say with me, the love is inside already. The love is inside already. Why is it inside already? Because it's been... Eh? Talk to me, it's been what? How, how did I describe porn? Eh? Greedily. It was given greedily. So, how can you have love that produces joy that came to you greedily and you're sad? Why? Because there are things blocking it. The moment you begin to take those things off, push, you see the joy of God. Well up in your spirit. In fact, if you understand this, it will be like mood swing, like from sadness to outright joy. Not the, not real quick. Not the type that happens in in trickles, as if as if the love you have is in trickles. It's a poured love. Glory to God. And then, because you don't understand, you're just sad for no reason, and you know. You know, you, 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 Satan now knows that when you find out that you are sad for no reason, you might just push it aside. He now gives you a reason to be sad. So in between the time you find out and the time you are sad for no reason, he just brings someone to your toe. <laughs> then you now have a reason to be sad. Look at your neighbor say, you have poor love. Can, can you say can you say it boldly to yourself? I have the love of God in me. Glory to God. 
The joy. Do you know when you are joyful, you are at your best. You are at your best. You are, you are, you are at your best. You, your creativity, your ingenuity, everything is working. Because the Bible says with joy you draw from the wells of salvation. With joy you draw out. Joy is that sickle. That thing that, you know when you get to a well and then there is that small bucket and the rope, right? That bucket and the rope is called joy. So, so you are there, you are looking at the water. What are they looking at you? They look water. No joy, no drawing. No joy, no drawing. Look, don't let the devil... Satan doesn't have new tricks. He will use the same old things to get you sad. Same. Same old things. Same old tricks. Sometimes they will even use the same people. That's why I... I please, don't be the agent of Lucifer to somebody's sadness that, that you become a prayer point. <laughs> Praise God. And, and what's the next thing? After you see this joy, what's the next thing? It's peace. So, so because you, you now have the love, you, you understand how much God loves you. And, and, and things are bad, right? Things are not going so well. You know, there is, there is difficulty. There is situational, you know, difficulty and stuff like that. But there is joy in your spirit. And from joy, you just, you just have peace. You just have peace. You know what peace does? What peace does is it reduces the problem. See, somebody without peace, eh, the issues are magnified in his head. It's because the peace of God is not there. The peace of God is there. You just know what to do. Pam, pam, pam. The, the issues are reduced. Can I, can I say something to all of you? Don't look for natural means to have peace. Can I say this again? I said don't look for natural means to have peace. You know, you know how we just want to see evidence sometimes. Your, your heart is not at rest until that alert comes. I, I, are you getting what I'm saying? If the alert doesn't come, you're not a happy Christian that day. Your mind is racing. Your mind is racing. Your mind is going from here to there. And then, the moment the money comes... Then you now have peace. And you are telling me that's the peace of God. It's not the peace of God. That's not the peace of God. That's not the peace. The peace of God does not need the alert. Do you know why, they are, do you know why many Christians are unstable? Many Christians are unstable because you use, you use evidence to judge his love. While the Spirit of God pours out His love first, that you are starting from love. You are not trying to look for love. You are not trying to prove love. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor say, Receive the peace of God. Oh, glory to God. Where's that scripture? Is it, is it, is it Philippians chapter 4, verse 6? Yes, check Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Oh, glory to God. Somebody rejoice here. Rejoice. Listen. Do you know why? 
they say you are crazy, do you know why it's true? Let me say what I just said again. I said, when they say you are crazy, do you know why it is true that you are crazy? Because madman, what madman is seeing, you are not seeing. <laughs> Who has seen a madman before? A madman is talking to somebody. <laughs> but everybody doesn't see what the madman is seeing. Only the madman is seeing what he is seeing. Do you know why you are crazy? Because your love does not need evidence. Your joy does not need evidence. Your, see, I hope as I'm talking to you, right, these things are imprinting themselves in, the, in your heart. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Next verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Somebody say the peace of God. That passes all understanding. It will what? It will guard. There's another version that says it will umpire your heart. You know what? You know what an umpire is? An umpire is a referee. A referee is the one who determines whether it's penalty or not. Who knows where I'm going? A referee, if you, if you, just so. If you foul somebody, for example, if you foul somebody, you kick the, you're playing soccer, you foul the, you foul the person. Alright? You foul the person. It is the referee who uses his discretion he blows the whistle and he says, this is a foul. But do you know that sometimes, right, you can foul someone and the referee will not blow. That's an umpire. So the referee has the power to determine the situation. The Bible says the peace of God is your umpire. The peace of God begins to teach you what is small. Ignore this one. This one, forget it. This one, forget it. This matter, leave it. This one, um, go say I'm sorry. This one, be humble. This one, there is no condemnation. The peace of God is your umpire. That's why as a believer, one of your, one of your strongest ways of being led by the Spirit, to know that you are led by the Spirit of God, is peace. Because the Bible says, I will hear what he will say to me. He will speak peace to my heart. Praise God. Go back to, go back to, Hallelujah. Peace, long suffering. What is long suffering? Endurance. Endurance. You know in the body of Christ, right? What we have taught you, we, we, we've said, proclaim it and claim it. Are, are you getting it? Fate it and take it. See, there will be times where you have proclaimed and you have not claimed. Who's been there before? There will be times where you have prayed and you don't see your results. So that's why the scripture is saying, that one of the fruits of the spirit will express itself as long suffering. 
long suffering, you would stay there. You are consistent. The situation is unpleasant. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? The situation is un, completely unpleasant. But guess what? You are taking it. Long suffering. You know, when somebody says, I, can, I can't take this. There is more. There is, there is the extent to which even a man can take. There's the extent to which a woman can take. Look, you can take it. You will take it. <laughs> you have been taking it. You will take it. Let me tell you why relationships break down. Alright? Because somebody says, I can't take it again. I'm telling you, friendships, marriages, relationships, um, um, family relationships between father and mother, brother, brother, sister, sister, brother, sister, sister, brother. The reason why they break down is because somebody says, you know what, I can't take this anymore. And guess what? The moment you say you can't take it, bam, you can't take it. You stop taking it. Who told you that, who told you to put a wall around yourself? That you can't take it. The love of God is boundless. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, I can't take away. You know, somebody will just be matching me, matching me, matching me, matching me. <laughs> somebody will just be matching me. And it's the same person who is matching me, matching me, matching me. Then it gets to the point. I can't take this. Preach to your neighbor. You can take it. You can take it. You can. You can. Somebody say long suffering. You go to many churches. They don't teach this. The moment God doesn't. In fact God says. Who are you? The moment God doesn't answer your prayer. You begin to look for answered prayers outside. In fact, we're, so, we're, we're in a generation right now of a people who can't take discipline. Correct. Yeah. See, Pastor Ideal, trust me, we're the last generation that understands things like discipline, honor. We're the last. The millennials don't get it. I'm not joking. They don't. If, if, see, my father said something to me that if I discipline a child and the child dies, the child was sick before I disciplined him. It's not the discipline that killed him. Today, people can't take discipline. People can't take correction. I can't take it. You will take it. (laughs) You will take it. The situation is unpleasant. Guess what? Sometimes, even when you are right and somebody is wrong to you, you will still take it. Still take it. You can take it. Somebody say, I took it. I took it. This is really Christ. I know we prayed on Sunday. Oh, the seat is mine. My heart is enlarged. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? If your heart is enlarged and you don't get this, God won't give you the city for you. God is giving you the city for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. Show me. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. 
First Peter chapter 2 verse 19. He said, for this is thankworthy. This is, somebody say thankworthy. thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief. Somebody say endure grief. Endure. Look at your neighbor say you can endure grief. You can endure. Why can you endure grief? Because first of all, it begins with love, right? The love of Christ. The love of Christ. You're not, you're not, looking, you're not looking for long suffering outside. It begins with your knowing, oh God loves me. And before you know it, there's joy in your spirit. And you're just excited. Before you know it, there's peace. It reduces the problem. And when it reduces the problem, you just somehow develop long suffering. You just take what naturally, if it is you, you can't. But because you understand his love, you can. You can't take it. He said, for this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief suffering wrongfully who has suffered wrongfully before who has been accused before who has been spoken ill against before who has been shortchanged before you know what the scripture says I'm not going to prophesy to you right now that all that may change amen all that may change to you but guess what I'm saying that you have fortitude to take it Next verse, next verse, next verse. For what glory is it if when we be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it. Somebody say when you do well. well. Don't you want to follow Jesus? How many Jesus, how many Alamajiri Jesus do we have? You know who are... Alamajiri Yesu means disciple of Jesus Christ. You say, when, <laughs> when ye be buffeted for your fault, ye shall take it patiently. But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Look at your neighbor say, God is pleased. God is pleased. When you take, when you take patiently, patiently what was done to you, Wrongfully. Displeased. I'm not hearing hallelujah, glory to God anymore. You know, you know that, that person who, who constantly annoys you. Alright? That person, maybe it's in the office, or maybe it's somebody you wake up to every morning. Uh, are, are you still here? Guess what? Guess what? God is pleased when you patiently Take it. You know, when we say take it, it's not deliverance session now. This take it session we're talking about mind of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, sometimes you know we're the ones who harm ourselves. Do you know why I say so? Um, you know, um, my, my friend was saying something, Reverend Craig was saying something, we're talking today, he was saying something that um, you see, a, a comedian tells a joke and then you laugh, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah. And he says a joke again. Half of the audience laughs, the other half is not laughing because they've heard it before, right? Then he says it the third time, three quarter laughs. One quarter laughs, then the remaining three over four is not laughing. Then he says it the fourth time, 
Nobody's laughing. So, that because you are happy at something you didn't need to hear over and over. Are you getting this? It is what you heard once that made you happy. But why is it that whenever it is a negative situation, we like to hear it over and over? Somebody said something once. It made you laugh. The person said it again. He lost his power. Said it again. He died. But somebody does something to you once that hurts you. Then you want to... <laughs> you just got it. You just got it. If once made you happy, that once that made you sad, leave it at the once. See, you know, then you now begin to recover. You get to the place where you're happy. Right? You are getting to a happy place. You now, you are the one who is now bringing to memory again. Hi, what it did to me. Kai. It deflates where you are. You come back to the same spot. Say, me? You see that me? It's in your head, though. You, so you bring back over and over again. How can this person do this to me? And you keep on asking yourself, how could this person do this? How could this person do this? You've eaten, you've had breakfast, you've had lunch, you've had dinner. It's time to sleep. How can this person do this? As you are sleeping, you are thinking, how could this person do this to me? Oh, God. Look at your neighbor and say, leave it. Let's go back to, let's go back to Galatians. Go back to Galatians. Amen. Where are we? Long-suffering gentleness. Amen. You see, the love of God comes in your spirit. Hallelujah. And there is joy in your heart. There is peace in your heart. There is long-suffering. And then there is gentleness. Hallelujah. You all of a sudden, because, because of the peace of God in your heart, you know, instead of running helter scan, you know, you're just running up and down, trying to get things fixed. Your, your spirit is calm. Amen. Amen. That's the fruit of the spirit. That's the fruit of the spirit. Your spirit is calm in the midst of a chaos. That's what happened to Jesus. How can Jesus be sleeping when the storm was there? Before Jesus said, peace be still, and the outside became peaceful, inside was peaceful first. That's the fruit of the spirit we're talking about. Look, learn how to... It's, it's called fortitude, amen. You're not a fool, though. You see, when we talk about long-suffering, we're not saying foolishness. In fact, Satan will begin to whisper to you, you are, you are, just, you are just a fool. You are just a fool. You are just a fool. This long-suffering is something as fortitude, amen. You are not a fool. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not a fool. You are not, not a fool. fool. When you keep not. taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it, you are not a fool. Mm-hmm. And he begins to introduce words into your spirit, alright? Mm-hmm. Words into your spirit to, to, to modify the experience. How can I be used? Mm. See, if Satan says you are a fool, tell him no. I have fortitude. I'm not a fool. Praise God. 
You know, this is the reason why sometimes we become a bit defensive. In fact, some of you stop trusting people because of what you've been through, what you've gone through, right? Um, like I said to you, love never fails. Love never fails. If people fail, you know, see, if people fail you, all right, take your trust and move on. And if they want your trust, give it back to them. See, look, um, Joseph looked at his brothers and, and the brothers of Joseph said to him, we, we, we are so sorry for what we did to you. You know what Joseph said? He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Meaning that, ha, one situation, it felt like it was two people acting it. I wish you get me. One situation, it felt like the, the, the brothers of Joseph were being wicked to Joseph, but at the same time, it felt like it was God working. See, he's, Joseph did not say, you meant it for evil, and God turned it for good. No, that's not what he said. He said, you meant it for evil. God meant, it means God did it. If a translation says turn, it's just the same thing when the Bible says that um, it pleased the father to bruise him. So you now begin to wonder, who killed Jesus? Eh? Do you understand what I'm saying? So you thought it was the soldiers who was killing him. It wasn't the soldiers. God was the one working. So, you see, what, see, that's why you must use the mind of Christ to interpret your situations. Lest you stop trusting. Lest you become more defensive. Lest you become too suspicious. See, what, what bad experiences will do to you is that over time, it, it makes you trustless, become more suspicious, and lower your expectations. So what happens is when you are dealing with a fresh person or a fresh situation, you are, instead of giving the love of God, you are giving suspicion. Alright? And suspicion is negative faith. In that, it will produce what it was suspecting. So you on the other hand, alright, you on the other hand, you, you, probably, you probably had an open heart, but because this thing there is a, it's a vicious cycle. It's a, it's a negative energy that works to break the trust of the person who you're dealing with. What happens is the person begins to feed your suspicion. And at the end of the day, when the person now confirms your suspicion, you now say, I told you. That is why the Bible says, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. In the place where, what did Jesus say to the woman? He says, go and see no more. Trust is empowering. And guess what? Your trust can be intact when you stay on the revelation of God's love. Why? Because you know love never fails. Amen. Trust is empowering. Gentleness, meekness. I'll stop at meekness. Whoa, time is gone. You know what meekness is? Meekness is the ability to stay calm when you have the power to revenge. That's meekness. Meekness is the ability to, that is, you have the power to show yourself. 
you have the. <laughs> In fact, many times you are right. Who was the meekest man? The Bible talks about Moses. Why was Moses called the meekest man? Because this is somebody who saw God face to face. In the Old Testament, according to what he thought. Those of you who are laughing, you know where I'm going. Yes. You, or you know what I mean, yeah? Because nobody saw God face to face. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Moses had the power to say something, and as he said it, it will happen. So Moses was the meekest man because when God wanted to destroy Israel, what did, what did Moses say to God? If you destroy them now, it will save because you can't save them. So Moses assumed the role of God to say that if I were you, even though I have the power to show myself, I won't do anything to you. You know what meekness is? Meekness is the ability to stay calm when you have the right to revenge, the power to revenge, the power to show you are safe, and then you don't. That's what meekness is. But where would this come from? Are you looking for meekness from the outside? It begins with, God loves me. And before you know it, joy in your heart. And before you know it, peace reduces the issues. Before you know it, there is long suffering. You just know how to take it. I can endure all things. Love endures all things. And before you know it, gentleness. You are calm. You are are quiet in your spirit. You see, when we say gentleness, we're not saying that you should reduce your talkativeness. Because personality types are different. There are some people who are very talking, 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 but they are so gentle. Are you still here? And there are some people who are very calm, but they are the turmoil, <laughs> the war. In fact, when you come into their space, they bring you into their fight. That's how they are. That's how toxic somebody can be. That just say hello. In fact, the I, the eye, the person who used to look at you. Ha. Let me tell you what you do in those kind of cases. Just, just know it's not about you. Am I, am I helping somebody here? See, if somebody, I've learned it. If somebody is acting up towards you, right? Don't make it about you. See, don't be the center. You are not the center. It's not because of you. All right, I'm out. When you're ready, I'm always here for you. Amen. Take yourself out of it. And when the person's mind has calmed down, be there for the person. Praise God. What is meekness? The ability to be calm, even when you have the, the power to show yourself, but you don't. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Can we rejoice in God this day? Amen. Guess what? TSP, listen to me. Listen to me. Alright. Many of you need to express. Everybody pay attention. Pay attention. I'm about to say something very um, serious now. Um, Christmas spirit is coming. Um, Namdi, get ready. Think about what we can do as a house, as a community, as a church, as a family. Think about what we, there are things we can do in the, in the community. We can give people stuff, clothes. Some of you have clothes that you, you know you will not wear again, but because you have a sentimental attachment because of how much the clothes cost you to buy 
I beg you in the name of Jesus, give it out. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Give it. Some of you have shoes. See, um, Pastor Ideal, in, in three Pastor Shola, in three in three Sundays from now, I want us to bring things. I don't mean rags. I mean things that you know you want to give to people. We're going to bring it to church in three Sundays from now. What's the date of three Sundays from now? Somebody check for me, please. Huh? 25th of this month, right? On the 25th of this month, begin to prepare. Some of you even need to go buy stuff, buy new things, and bring them. Your clothes in numbers, bring them. We're going to receive them as a church, and we will give it out to people. There are some, some of you, just look around you. Let's show care. How many people have you said, how are you too? How many people have you loved on? How many people have you, have you just shown the love of God to? In the whole week, all you've been doing is you're, you are safe, you are safe, you are safe. Come on. You want to take the city. This is how to take the city. Yes, sir. Because if your heart is not enlarged to go beyond you, ain't no city for you, bro. There's no city for you. There's no city for you. God will pour out the mind of the city to people who have a heart for people. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I, I compel, commend, okay, let me take away the compel. I appeal to you by the mercies of God. I give you one week. Begin to develop the lifestyle of showing love, kindness. You guys are laughing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you sure you're getting what I'm saying? Okay, very good. Very good. What did I say? One week. Starting from tomorrow. Look for somebody to love tomorrow. Look for somebody to check on. Enough of the days where church is going to be about how that we have a good service, how there was no hitch in the service, how that, you know, church was well planned, well organized, and it was smooth. That's not what church is. You know what church is? When you get to know someone's pain and you can be there for the person, that's church. That's church. That's church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on, pray the Holy Spirit somebody. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.